let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Big week in Detroit sports, Michigan sports. Michigan murders Nebraska on the road. Didn't think that would happen. Thought they'd win the game, right? Thought they were the better team. I said it myself. You got a good O-line. You got a defensive line. It's tough to lose. Didn't think they'd smoke Nebraska. I don't know why. I had any faith in Nebraska, you know, a program that hasn't been good since I was riding tricycles, even before then, I think. But they killed them. Big win for U of M. Statement win, not only, I think, for Michigan fans, Michigan State fans, people who pay very close attention, but like national fans. The SEC crowd, oh, the Big Ten stinks. Oh, who's Michigan played? I'm not saying Nebraska's Ohio State. I'm not saying they beat Penn State. But Nebraska on the road, 90-plus degrees, 90-plus thousand. I know they fucking stink, but Nebraska's still a proud program. Matt Rule's a solid coach. Big win for U of M. MSU shit their pants, pooped inside of their diapers, warm poop, soft poop, smushed poop, running down their legs, fourth quarter, big time poop in the pants. At Kinnick against Iowa, perfect choke job. I mean, you really, the office, uh, what's it, Dwight, the perfect crime. You take the thing from Tiffany's. I tell her to go to Germany. I go to Austria. It was the perfect choke job. It was really, you couldn't script it any better. If D'Antonio and and Barnett at halftime said, all right, guys, played a pretty good game so far. We're doing all right. Defense, you're hanging in there. Offense, you stink, but at least we got nine points. Let's lose this fucking thing. If they made a plan, to go out and lose that game. We're so bad at the coaching level. I don't think you could have done a better job of choking it away. If the game plan was to choke the game away, these guys are so fucking inept. They wouldn't have been able to do it the way they did. Unbelievable choke job. They lose to Iowa. I don't give a fuck about those guys. The season's over. Red Wings. We got the fellas in the winged wheels starting in 10 days. That's pretty exciting. The Brinkett in the fold, Larkin, let's see that brother take a step. Lucas Raymond, dude, take a step. Mo Sider, take a step. Simon Edmondson, take a step. Most exciting Red Wing season. I mean, last season was kind of exciting, right? Like, we made some moves in free agency. We went out and got some guys. It was the same deal. We had the rookies, Raymond Sider, coming along. Like, let's see what they can do in year two. Berggren joining the fray. It was exciting, no doubt about it. But I don't think there's been a Red Wing season this exciting at least prior to the season starting. We'll see what happens when games are actually played. Could go downhill in a hurry. It has before, and I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised if it did again. But the most excited I've been for a Red Wing season in a long fucking time, I think it's playoffs or bust. I think it's playoffs or bust. Every year for the last, like, three, since I've done this, since I've made the videos, I go, just play interesting hockey in March. How about we make the fucking playoffs? Tigers? And second in the AL Central? Not bad. It is the worst division in baseball by a ton the team that won the division the minnesota twins wouldn't make the playoffs if they allowed people into the playoffs strictly based off record but that's neither here nor there second in the division that's fucking a world series for the tigers right the best team they've fielded in eight years nine years miguel cabrera final game as a detroit tiger that was cool that was cool i didn't watch the whole thing i was driving had it on the phone listened to dan dickerson it was a beautiful moment and it's crazy to think it's crazy that like I'm 25 age and getting older and time passing is just the, the worst thing in the world. I'm 20 or I'm 26. Fuck. It's crazy that Miguel Cabrera is done. I mean, that dude's been a tiger. What feels like my whole life. One of the greatest to ever play the game, maybe the greatest to ever wear the old English D and he's done. Um, pretty nuts, but I don't know. I think they did a good job. They sent him off the right way. It was cool that they won the game. And I guess he's going to stick with the Tigers something in the front office. I don't know what that means. 
I don't know if that means he sits in a sun chair having Coronas and goes, he no good. He pretty good. I don't know what that means for Miguel, but he's going to stick with the Tigers. So that's cool. And you know, outside of Miguel, the Tigs ending the season on a positive note, winning a game second in the division, Torkelson hit 31 or 32 home runs. Riley Green, we know he looks the part. Kerry Carpenter was nice this year. <laughs> it's impossible for me to get any like positive juju going with the Tigers. It's impossible for me to sit here and go, well, next year will be this. Next year we'll talk about the playoffs. I, I physically cannot say that. Them or the Pistons. I physically cannot get into that state of mind until the Detroit Tigers have actually done something tangible. But... But in the sake of new beginnings, in the sake of this season ending, and in the spirit of the last eight years, the dreaded fucking darkness we've been living, hopefully being over, it should be a little bit exciting next year. You'd like to think this team can compete for the division next year. You would like to think some of these guys, Torkelson, Green, Carpenter, the pitching staff, if Casey Mize ever throws a fucking baseball again, you would like to think some of these guys take another step. We just hired a new general manager. I can't remember his name, but the dude from the Blackhawks, you would like to think another year, Scott Harris and this new guy can put their fingerprints more so on the franchise. We'll see. We'll see with the Detroit Tigers. I'll see it when I, or I'll believe it when I see it. But you know, if you're, if you're reading tea leaves and you're going, well, all we have is what we've seen. It looks better. The future looks pretty good. For the Detroit Tigers, but who fucking knows? And uh, the Detroit Pistons. Pistons also starting in like 10, 10 days, two weeks, something like that. Both hockey and basketball starting pretty soon. I don't know, though. Same deal. You guys know me. The Pistons are my fourth of all the teams. They're my fourth where it's, you know, I'll tune in here and there. God forbid they ever make the playoffs. Absolutely, I'll tune in for some playoff basketball. Cade's coming back from the shin surgery. Ivy in year three? No, no. Ivy in year two. Um, Osar Thompson looked unreal in summer league. He's joining the fray. Jalen Duran every single fucking week during the season. It feels like we hear stuff about how great he is and the potential he's got. We'll see what he becomes. I don't know. Um, Pistons, same deal as Tigers. Like it's tough for me to sit here and go, well, the, get excited about the Pistons because they got this, this, and this going for him. I don't know what they have going for him. Cade's supposed to be great. He played like four games last year. Ivy's pretty good. They didn't win it all with him last year. Jalen Duran's the man. They didn't win it all. We'll see. We'll see. It's exciting that basketball starting. If you're a big fan, if you're a Pistons fan, or you're a diehard, I'm sure you're lit up about it. I'll absolutely be watching opening night. I want, I want to watch the Pistons win. I want to turn the Pistons on and go, this is fucking awesome. This is so fun. We, this team's good. I like what Cade, I get to watch Cade Cunningham 82 nights a year on my favorite team. That rules. Cade is a, he is going to be a superstar. Awesome. Jalen Duran. We got him outside the top 10, and he's going to be one of the best bigs in the NBA. This is great. I want that to be my reality because watching elite NBA teams is awesome. When the playoffs come around and it's Golden State and the Lakers, you're going, dude, this is the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen. I want that so badly. I don't even need, like, we don't need to be playing these big dog teams. We don't need to be facing Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals. I just want a little bit of competitive fire. I just sniff 500. Look like you belong on the same floor as Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know what I mean? Just give me a little something. It's what I said with the Red Wings like every year. In March, play a game that means something. Have the, Make me tune in. 
even if you miss the playoffs, even if we make the playoffs and it means shit because we're going to get smoked in the first round anyway, in the month of March, play a basketball game that could change the outcome of somebody's season, whether it's ours or the opponents or, or a divisional team, anything. Just give me a little bit of light. But it's a big time. It's We're getting to that point in the year where if you're a sports fan, it is fucking full three pit crew, full throttle pedal to the metal, basketball, hockey, playoff, baseball, no tigers, football, college, football, college, basketball, starting up soon enough. Tom Izzo is going to go win a second. Jawan Howard is going to try not to lose 30 games. We'll see what happens, but it's a beautiful time. It is a beautiful time to be a sports fan. And the best part is, the Lions are fucking sweet. If you're a Michigan fan, you got two teams that are sick. It's different. It's different when October comes around and your football team rules. It is different because t- last year, MSU sucked. The Lions sucked at this point. We were, what, 0-4, 0-5 at this point? Then basketball and hockey hit and you go, all right, well, I'll, I guess I'll watch Cade. I guess I'll watch the Red Wings for a bit. And then you realize they suck and you're out and that's it. But it is a... It's a beautiful feeling to know that the cake isn't the Red Wings and the Pistons. They're they're icing. The Red Wings look pretty good. The Red Wings start off hot. Debrink it's pot and goals. That's awesome, dude. That's the icing on the cake. That is the Detroit Lions being the real fucking deal. It is nice to head into this time of the year with a football team that you can count on. With a football team, yeah, we gotta we gotta take care of business week to week. Gotta beat Carolina this week. But for all intents and purposes, the Detroit Lions are gonna be there. The Detroit Lions, four weeks from now, six weeks from now, eight weeks from now, ten weeks from now, the Detroit Lions are going to be there. They'll be playing meaningful football games. We'll be talking about the playoffs, home field advantage. They're going to be there. It is a wonderful feeling, especially if you're a fan of a dumpster fire, pathetic, loser, garbage, rotten, joke college football program like the Michigan State Spartans are. I mean, completely pathetic. I don't want to talk about them today because I'm just going to get angry. The coffee I'm having is already making me sweat a little bit. Fortunately, I'm at home. We're not in the office. Um, I'm going to hit the gym after this. So the sweat is welcome. The sweat is appreciated. But if I talk about state too long, I'm going to get tense. You know, the blood's going to start to boil. Pressure's going to rise. Here's all I have to say about state. It was an unbelievable choke job. Perfectly done. Couldn't script it. These fucking guys absolutely couldn't have done a better job. The coaching staff. They, like I said, you, you couldn't drop a game plan that was a more perfect fuck up than what they did there. The defense was solid, but Iowa was the worst offense I've ever watched, and their starting QB got hurt. Special teams, the kicking game's good. Jonathan Kim's the man, 54 yards or whatever he hit. That's great. Our offense is actually painful to watch. I don't know how this is possible, but you remember those D'Antonio years, the Oregon game and the Red Box Bowl that season, where we had like a top 10 defense. It's like three years in a row, top 10 defense, top 10 defense. What, oh, number two, Ohio State. I was at the game. Number two, Ohio State is coming into East Lansing. We're like one and five at this point, and we lose the game 14 to three. They can't pick up a first down, and we couldn't even get a fucking yard. You remember how frustrating that was? It was almost worse watching this team play offense on Saturday. It was almost more upsetting watching them try to do anything Saturday. And our defense isn't, it's not like we're wasting a generational defense. It's not like we've got a top 10 defense. It's not like you score 20 points, you're going to win eight games. No, 
no, our defense played well. They fucking suck. Iowa does. But the defense played well. They did their jobs. I cannot watch another snap of Noah Kim at quarterback. I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. If he trots out there, we got a bye week this Saturday, but the following, I think we got Rutgers. If Noah Kim trots out there to take the first snap of the game, it, I'm out. I'm I'm completely done with the program for the rest of the season. I'll tune back in when we hire the next head coach. Until then, there's going to be people talking, hey, Urban Meyer, hey, Jonathan Smith, hey, this, that, the other. <sighs> the coaching search, I guess, is fun. I guess. But it's hard for it to be fun because the reason you're looking for a coach is because your old one is a horny fuckface who didn't know what he was doing and tanked the goddamn program even further from being in the tank. I guess it's, oh, Urban Meyer. Did he take a flight from Columbus to Lansing on Tuesday? Ooh, Urban, that would be cool. I guess it's entertaining. I don't fucking know, dude. It's impossible. There's reports. This guy, Bernie Arnetto, never heard of him in my life. I guess he works for 97.1. He goes, I no, no, I got three sources. I got trusted sources. I know for a fact Urban Meyer was in East Lansing Tuesday. Okay, I guess. Bernie, I'll take your word for it, brother. I got nothing else to do. The only other shit I can talk about revolving around MSU makes me upset. The idea that Urban Meyer might be the head coach, that makes me a little bit hopeful. That makes me feel good. That makes me go to bed at night thinking about, dude, what if Urban was our coach and we start pulling top 15 classes and kicking Michigan's ass and beating Ohio State and football's fun every year for like eight years? Imagine that. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Do I think Urban was even in East Lansing? Not really. I don't know why the fuck, I guess, clicks and whatever. I don't know why Bernie would stake his reputation on such a far cry like Urban Meyer. Oh, he's in East Lansing. He's interested in Michigan State. I don't know why you make up that lie. If you're like a real journalist, right, your job is to actually find reports, get facts, uncover secrets that the general public doesn't know about and go, hey, he actually, Urban Meyer actually is interested. I don't know why you, you stake your reputation on that kind of lie. Like, it see it feels like such a low chance that it actually happens. You'd have to be kind of an idiot to put that out there with actual saying you have three four sources. You are convinced. You know for a fact it was happening. He was in East Lansing. I'll check back in. I'll check back in. When they say we fired a coach, when there's an opening press conference, when we're introducing Urban Meyer or Jonathan Smith or Jake Dickert or Mike Elko or whoever the fuck it is, when that day comes and they're wearing their green tie and white shirt and they got the Spartan pin on their lapel, I'll tune in, I'll get excited, I'll talk about it then. But until that happens, I can't get fired up over some guy I've never heard of before who's a reporter for a radio station, which by the way, I didn't even know radio stations had reporters, is talking about how he has three sources saying Urban Meyer was in East Lansing. I just can't get genuinely fired up. I can fire off a couple funny group texts, right? I can talk to my buddy Luke back home and say, I mean, that'd be pretty fucking good. We'd probably win. It wouldn't be as dark as we thought it would be a month ago if Urban came here. I can have some fun conversation. I can go to bed at night with nice dreams in my head. I can't actually get fired up. I can't actually follow it. I mean, why the... I, I don't want to rain on parades, but guys, let's be real. Spartan ears only here. 
why the fuck would Urban come to MSU? He's already rich. He has a sick job. He goes on a on a television broadcast once a week and goes, yeah, well, I think if they run the ball, they'll probably win the game. And he's clearing millions doing that. He's already got a stockpile. He's won at Utah. He's won at Ohio State. He's won at Florida. Nobody doubts his Urban Meyer, even a good coach. He's made his fucking stain for good or worse, better or worse, on college football. Why would he want to come to MSU? More money? I feel like at some point, yeah, we'd give him a shit ton. We'd give him at least nine mil a year, I'd assume. He'd make a fucking ass load of money. It'd be a nice little retirement fee. At some point, though, when you have so much money, do you really need that much more? And at the, his job at the moment, he goes on, he says, yeah, well, if their quarterback plays well, they'll have a pretty good chance. Gets paid a shit ton. One day a week says the most obvious shit in the world. Here you go, Urban. Thanks for showing. You become a head coach at a big-time program at Michigan State and your Urban Meyer. Like, think about how much we were demanding and expecting of Mel, right? Recruiting this class. He, he just pulled in the two highest-ranked recruiting classes MSU's ever seen. And this class, 2024, we're all kind of looking around going, dude, what's this fucking guy doing? Obviously, now we know he was getting his nut off over a phone versus paying a four-star corner a visit. That's neither here nor there. But we were going, dude, Mel, figure it the fuck out. Urban Meyer comes in. Whatever expectations we had for Mel, whatever demands, and we better do this, and recruiting better look like that, whatever we had for Mel, it is going to be times 10 for Urban Meyer. Whatever criticism Mel Tucker drew. Oh, my God, this contract. Oh, my God, everybody just hating on Mel steps outside his door. Oh, can you believe Mel Tucker's wearing shoes today? What a fucking clown he is. Whatever criticism we had with Mel, it's going to be tenfold with Urban. Urban goes from the easiest, cushiest, one-day-a-week job in the world to 24-7. People are talking about you. People are criticizing you. People are demanding more of you. Even if you do a good job, guess what, Urban? It wasn't great. Fucking figure it out. I just don't get why Urban wants that. And here's the other thing. This is going to pain us. I know MSU is a big time program and we always have the Michigan fans. They're regional. Nobody cares. They're Michigan state's not a top 20 job. Look, plain and simple. Michigan state is a national brand. Uh, Michigan state is a top 10, 20 program. Look at the numbers, look at the money they generate, look at the support. Like it, it's a fact. I get, we're not Bama. We're not LSU. We're not Texas. We're not Michigan or Ohio state for sure. I absolutely agree. But that doesn't mean we're not a top 20 job. That doesn't mean we have pretty much infinite money at our disposal. That doesn't mean we have tens, hundreds of thousands of people who deeply, deeply care about the success of the program. That doesn't mean that you go to California, you go to Florida, you go to Texas, and people go, what's Michigan State? That doesn't make any of that true. But at the same time, if you're urban, going to Ohio State and taking that job, yeah, you're the big dog in the state. There's talent around you. I mean, at the time, you're the big dog in fucking Michigan, too. You can go up north, take whoever you want. You go east, west, south. You're Ohio State. You go to Michigan State. Now Michigan in-state is a bigger program than you. Ohio State, just south of you, bigger program. Penn State, who's been giving us problems forever on the recruiting trail, they're bigger than you, at least at the moment. Luke Fickle's over at Wisconsin across the lake. He's got a year's head start on you. I think we're probably pretty comparable to Wisconsin as far as type of job and the program and the money and all that shit. He's got a year's head start on you. They're not coming from the absolute fucking dark days dumps like MSU is. If you're urban looking at the state job, it's like, like, what is the allure other than more money? And you already have a shit ton of it. 
$10 million to Urban Meyer does not mean the same thing as $10 million to Mel Tucker. It's a fact. It's a fact. The only reason, the only reason Urban Meyer would or should or could be interested in the MSU job is, I guess, spite. He just wants to beat Michigan one more fucking time for old time's sake. He wants to beat Ohio State and go, told you. How'd it go with Ryan Day? Told you it was me. Fucking told you it was me. The whole time I told you it was me. Maybe you want to shove it in their face. Maybe you want to add one more star to your resume. I did it at Utah, smaller program, regional program. I did it at Florida, big time program, but Florida State's there. Miami's there. It's the South. I did it at Ohio State, big time fucking program, but it we beat the SEC finally. First time a Big Ten team's won the Natty in for how long when he did it in 2014. And then one more on your on your resume. I went to MSU the second program in their own state going up against Ohio state going up against Penn state. Now you got Washington, Oregon and the others coming in. And I did it there too. Maybe, maybe he wants his name another notch up on, on the, the totem pole of all time college football coaches. I don't know. Maybe he just wants to stick it to Michigan one last time. Maybe he wants to shove it in Ohio state's face. I fucking said it was me the whole time. Those are the only reasons. Those are the only reasons. I can understand why he didn't go to Michigan state. He didn't grow up a Michigan state fan. I don't know what he has all the money in the world already. I don't know what other reason there is for urban Meyer to go. You know what, dude, let me quit working one day a week saying, saying if the defense plays well, the other team probably won't score many points. Let me go from that to seven days a week, 24 hours a day, nonstop criticism, judgment demands. Let me go from the cushy sweet life to back in the fucking fire at Michigan state. I don't know why he would do that. Do I hope he does it? Yeah. Cause I fucking hate losing. And here's the other thing. I didn't even mean to go on the urban tangent today, but I guess we're doing it. I hear the complaints. You go from one guy with bad optics, jacking off on the phones to another guy who's had his problems with sexual harassment. Look, as far as I know, urban Meyer's never done anything criminal. He's never even been accused of it. As far as I know, his problems, his blemishes are that half the fucking Florida Gators went to jail and, you know, Aaron Hernandez is running around killing people after practice. Um, Zach Smith at Ohio State, I guess, was harassing people. But from what I understand, they never proved that Urban covered that up. Here's the deal. At every big time program in the country, this includes Michigan. This includes Ohio State. This includes Alabama. This includes Georgia. At every big-time program in the country, you have players on the team year over year who are doing shady shit. Who was the guy last year? Uh, Mozzie Smith driving 90 miles an hour with a gun. Against the law, he was doing it. No one's saying Jim Harbaugh goes, you know what, Mozzie? Take off with that 9 millimeter. No one's saying he did that. Kids, they're the fucking man. They're making a shit ton of money. They've been God since they were middle school. They feel like they can get away with anything. They're at these places where they're treated like superheroes. Kids are going to do stupid shit. You're going to get X percent at every program where some kid thinks he's above everyone else and will do dumb shit. Just part of the deal. Georgia, Jalen Carter would fucking was in that accident that killed the player and the trainer. You don't hear people talking at Kirby smart. How dare he coach this football season? Any big-time program that is serious about winning and does a good job of winning and has the biggest and best athletes in the world is going to have scumbags. Plain and simple. There's going to be players that are scumbags. Every now and again, there's going to be a coach that's a scumbag. 
as long as you clear it out. You got to get, as long as Urban, you go, this player did that. Okay, see ya. This coach is doing this. See ya. There is nobody above the program. There's nobody above you, Urban. I don't give a fuck what they do. I don't care how good they are at coaching wide receivers. You did this, you're fucking out. Get rid of him. He's gone. The Michigan State football program could hire Santa Claus. We could hire the Pope. We could hire Mother Teresa. Okay? ESPN's going to write hit pieces. Right? ESPN's going to come out and go, culture, culture of misogyny and harassment at Michigan State. Michigan fans are going to go, scumbag program. We could hire the fucking Easter Bunny. People are going, they're giving out eggs at Michigan State. What's in those eggs? What's it? Knowing their history, it, it, they could be drug-filled eggs. What? If, there's roofies in those eggs because of Michigan State. It doesn't matter who we hire. We're always going to be painted in a negative light. Would Urban help that? Probably not. But at some point, at some point, if they want you to be the fucking villain, if they're going to keep telling everybody how you are the villain, then be the fucking villain. Urban Meyer's not a criminal, dude. He's not running around committing acts of violence. Okay? He had a tight end who was doing stupid shit after the games. Right? He had a wide receiver coach who was harassing people. Not great. It's not like MSU is the only place this happens at. As long as Urban understands, look, dude, you can't fucking pull the wool over your eyes for anybody. We're going to run this thing clean. I don't care if he's your star running back. If he's breaking the law after games, get rid of him. Do you want to win or do you want to be nice? Because I'll tell you, here's how it's going to go. If you win with Urban, yeah, they're going to write nasty things. Yeah, they're going to say MSU is this and that, but you'll win games. You hire the nice guy and you lose. All right. You know what they're going to do? They're going to write nasty things. They're going to say MSU's this and that. And you're going to lose fucking games. I don't know why Urban would come, but if he's interested, you have to heavily consider it. I understand the ramifications, but do you want to win? And it, and it's, here's the other thing too. Last, last point. It's like a generational coach. Like this isn't some, he's pretty good. And he's got the bag. This is a guy who is, if he came back tomorrow, top five coach in the country, maybe higher, top five all time, perhaps already. This isn't some guy, yeah, he won eight games at Kent State. No, this is a guy who everywhere he goes wins national championships. Every At fucking Utah, he was putting out some of the best teams in the country. You want to you want to harness Michigan State's resources. You want to take us to the next level. You want to finally have a seat at the big boy table. You need a big boy coach. You need a guy who knows what that looks like and how to get there. It's Urban Meyer. If he's interested, you have to entertain it. You you have to. No offense or buts. Um, talked a little bit about Tigers, Miggy retiring. Yeah, not too much else to say. Sad sad day to see him go. Legend of the game, greatest, greatest Tiger of my life, greatest player of my life, maybe the greatest Tiger ever, dude. Crazy that he's, I can't believe how fucking old I am, man. It's disgusting that I'm 26. It's disgusting that Miguel Cabrera just retired. It actually makes my insides want to throw up that I'm that old. Miguel fucking Cabrera, bro. I remember like it was yesterday going to Tigers games, watching on TV. And every single time Miguel Cabrera came up to bat, he was hitting 340, let's say. And in your head, you're going, they're going to throw to him. 
He's for sure going to get on base. He's for sure getting the bottom of the ninth man on second tie game. We're going to win. It's already over. It's been decided. RBI double. They're going to pitch to him. I remember that shit like it was yesterday. And now he's retired. Unreal, dude. Unreal. I mean, what else is there to say about Miguel Cabrera? Character dude eating the fans nachos, fucking with people at first base. Is Him and Adrian Beltre. I don't know. It was. It's crazy to think that as bad as it's been in Detroit for a long time, it is cool to think whether it's the Red Wings or the Tigers or the Pistons or the Lions, like we are a sports city that obviously loves these franchises so much, but we have so much history that like we have legends like Barry Sanders was in Detroit, Steve Eiserman, Nick Lidstrom, Sergey Fedorov, Gordy Howe, the whole fucking production line, Isaiah Thomas, bro, Dennis Rodman was here, Joe Dumars, Bill Lambeer, Chauncey Billups, Ben Wallace, Miguel fucking Cabrera. Like, it's crazy to think, no matter how high or low some of these teams can get over the years, that we are a place like that. Like, we are a rich sports cultural center. Miguel fucking Cabrera. One of, if not the greatest hitter to ever live. Spent his career as a Detroit Tiger. Never wanted to go. Wanted to win here. Did his everything he could to win here. Lived up to the hype. Winning triple crowns. Breaking records. As a Detroit Tiger. It's, it's, I don't know. It's a cool feeling. It's one of the things I fucking love about Detroit, dude. Outside of the sports, too. Like, this, the history of the city and music and art and fashion and everything. It's like... Sometimes you forget because we get ragged on in the national media and obviously the fall of the city, especially since like the 40s and the 50s. But it's like, dude, Detroit is a legendary fucking place, man. And it's cool to see a symbol of that in the year 2023, like a symbol of the place Detroit has in history of this country. And a game, a global game represented in the year 2023, even though we've been garbage for eight seasons. Like we still are the Detroit Tigers. This still is Detroit. We still have our piece in history. It's fucking cool. Thank you. Gracias por todo, Miggy. Um, excited to see what he does with the program. I have no, or with the team. I got no idea what that's going to look like having Coronas. He pretty good. He pretty bad. I don't know. All right, let's take a quick break and then uh, we'll talk some more. Okay, 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 okay. Gonna gonna focus on the cats in the second half here. I feel like I haven't talked about them at all in their by light years. The biggest, most exciting, fun story in the state of Michigan sports wise at the moment. Um, I, we kind of already touched on the wings. I do want to talk about them a little bit because I'm such a fucking fiend for hockey. And I watched them play the Blackhawks the other night in Detroit. The preseason game pumped them. It was like 6-0 before I turned it off. Pumped them. Bedard in the lineup, too. Debrinkit, Larkin, all resting. Cider out. Pumped them. Pumped them. Their best player in the lineup. Doesn't fucking matter. I, please, for the love of God, just, just play meaningful games till the end. I mean, I really want to make the playoffs. I really, I'm so bad. So bad. I want to watch the Detroit Red Wings skate out. Game one, game three, doesn't matter. At LCA, playoff game. 
squid comes down, octopus comes down from the ceiling, fucking everybody waving, to- whatever it is. I 35 octopi on the ice. So bad. So bad. I want to watch a Detroit Red Wings playoff game. So bad. I want that feeling again. I watched the Bruins. I got a buddy here in California. He's a Bruins fan. Fuck those guys. Watch their playoff run with him this year. And every single time we sit down, we go to a bar. It doesn't matter. Game starts. He's all right. Pumped up. Florida. Fuck these guys. And I'm just sitting there in my own world like, dude, I miss when this was the wings, bro. I want the, I want this feeling again so much. It is insane, dude. And I think we've got what it takes. We're not going to win the cup. We may not win a playoff series, but I think we got the, a team that can make the playoffs. I know the Atlantic's stacked. I understand, right? We got a lot of a lot of teams here. Their their windows closing. Boston Bergeron's out. Their time is over. Tampa's still good. The, uh, who else is it? The Rangers. Who else we got? Let me look up the fucking divisions. Florida. They're still good. Carolina. They're still good. I understand. I. I feel like we can compete. I feel like we got the guys, right? I don't know if we'll win the division, but we have a place somewhere. I feel it. I feel it. The Sabres are coming along nicely. Sens looked pretty good last year. Leafs, Lightning. I want it so bad. I want it so bad. So bad, I want it. I thought the Hurricanes were in our division. They're in the Metro. So bad, dude. I don't know. Just just be there till the end, I guess. But please fucking make the playoffs. Alex Debrinkit, we didn't add him for fucking nothing. Show me something. Lucas Raymond, break out. Mo Sider, be a fucking force. Dylan Larkin, become one of the best two-way players in all of the NHL. I don't think he was too far off last year or the year before. Become, leave no doubt in anyone's mind, you're one of the best two-way players in the entire league. Simon Edvinson, fucking burst onto the scene. Would you Berggren take a step? Valeno become something. Soderblom, use that fucking frame. Make some plays. Score some goals. Be a problem. Marco Casper, dude, make your presence felt. Cash in one more time for Steve Eiserman. So bad I want the Red Wings in the playoffs. I'm excited. I'm excited. When's the first game here? When's the first game here, huh? When's the first game here? Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I think it's like 10 days, dude. I think it's 10 days, brother. What's the first game? Opening night, Devils, Thursday, October 12th in New Jersey. First home game, Saturday, October 14th. Hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning. Those games always get chippy. That hopefully becomes a shit show. Damn, dude. So next Saturday, fucking a week from tomorrow, the Red Wings play their first one against the Devils. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Fuck, I'm fired up. I love the Red Wings. God, so much I love Red Wings hockey. Win some goddamn games. Make the playoffs one time. All right, uh, Michigan pump Nebraska. I mean, fucking A, Nebraska. Before we get to the lines, let's just touch on it. Fucking A, Nebraska, dude. It's it's bad being an MSU fan. I guess if you're a Nebraska fan, dude, you're heading the right way, right? Like I was going to say, it's bad being an MSU fan, but you could be a Nebraska fan. At least they're going in the right direction. At least rule they know can do shit. At least then it's year one. They're supposed to be bad. It's up from here. We're fucking going the wrong way. But my God, Michigan pumped up. Michigan's got Minnesota on the road this week, a night game. Look, Minnesota stinks. Uh, Michigan's really good. They just beat Nebraska on the road 45-7. It wasn't a night game. 
still hot as fuck in Nebraska, 90,000 people there. They want it. Could be a statement for the new coach. And Michigan took care of business, the likes of which they hadn't up until this point in the season, right? Like Bowling Green look a little shaky. Rutgers look a little shaky at times. And then they just come in four quarters, pump. Nebraska, J.J. McCarthy's making out playing tonsil hockey during the fourth quarter. Can't ask for much more. Um, Yeah, I don't know how they don't smoke Minnesota, <laughs> right? I don't know how they don't smoke everybody until they play Penn State, to be honest. Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue, I don't know how they lose. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know how they lose a game. I don't know how they win a game by fewer than like 20 in any of those tilts. Um, we're terrible. We're terrible. It's going to be under the lights. We'll wear the black jerseys. I'm sure it'll still be a raucous environment just because it's Michigan, Michigan State. They're going to beat us by 20 at least. Uh, Minnesota, Indiana, they're going to lose by 40. Purdue, maybe they keep it within 30, but it, it's, I mean, it, until Penn State, Michigan, it's a cakewalk for them. It's a cakewalk. It would be a major disappointment if they lose one of these games up until Penn State. And I think, honestly, I mean, it's not a season ender. You could drop this game against Minnesota. And then if you win out, you're still going to make the Big Ten championship. You're still going to win the or uh, make the playoffs. So it doesn't really matter. The only way losing one of these games matters is if you lose to Penn State or if you lose to Ohio State. Now you're out. Now you're out. You lose one of these games, you can't lose one. You win these games, you can lose to Penn State. You can lose to Ohio State. And if they lose one, you'll still be in. You'll still be good. So I don't know, dude. This is Michigan's year more than it's ever been. Last year was Michigan's year. The year prior was Michigan's year. There's never been a year that's been more Michigan's than 2023. Pretty fucking jealous, Michigan fans. It's got to feel good. I remember when uh, watching State felt like that. <laughs> Every week mattered. Survive in advance. There's a number by your name. ESPN plays your games. People talk about you. You have players that people in fucking buttfuck Alabama know about. I remember that. Good for Michigan. Savor it. Enjoy it. All right. Let's talk to Trey Lyons. I, I just, there's nothing. As bad as MSU is, and there's nothing to say. Michigan's so good, there's nothing to say. Like, what is there to talk about? PJ Flex statement game, night game. I mean, who gives a fuck? They're terrible. Jim Harbaugh is going to coach, forget circles, Doug. Jim Harbaugh is going to coach Earth's orbit around P.J. Fleck. They're going to beat him by a 1,000. They're going to dominate every single facet of the game of football. It's going to be over before halftime. Night game, Minnesota could be a statement. Fuck no. Trap game? Fuck no. Michigan's going to kill him. We all know it. You know it. I know it. P.J. Fleck knows it. Minnesota knows it. Doesn't matter. Okay, Lions. Carolina. All right, we're, let me set the table. Let me set the table a bit here, okay? We got the chinos in, a little bit of coffee left. It's time to lock in. Right now, we're at top the NFC North, three and one. Got Carolina coming in this week. Just won a big game against the Packers. Dominated them, smoked them at Lambeau. In Detroit, revenge game from last year. I mean, this is the game. You could look at the Minnesota game in Minnesota last year, but this is the game for all intents and purposes. Once we started our little run at the end of last year, this is the game that kept us out of the playoffs, that Carolina game. And they they were bad last year. They fucking killed us. I mean, they took us behind the woodshed. That game we played against Carolina last year looked like what we did to the Packers last week. I mean, they smoked us. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's a revenge game. Carolina is putrid, brother. I don't know. I think they're 0-4. 
right? I mean, they're fucking horrible. They are 0-4. They're terrible. In Detroit, coming off that Green Bay game, you have to win. You got to win this game. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. I'm sure there's people out there saying, if you're the Lions, assert your dominance. This is a game where you can really flash. This is a game that should be in hand by halftime. This is a game you should win by a few scores. I don't care how we do it. I don't care if it's 3-0. I don't care if it's 30-27. to doesn't matter to me. I don't care. I'm sure during the game for that three-hour period, I'll be yelling at the fucking TV saying, why can't we pick up a first down? How are we letting Bryce Young move the football? Don't care. Don't care how you do it. Win. Much like that Falcons game. They stink. Find a way. Desmond Ritter blows. Find a way. Bryce Young stinks. Carolina's horrible. In Detroit, find a way. Find a way. Whatever it fucking takes, dude. Don't care if we score. Don't care if they score. Don't care if 3 nothing, 300 nothing. Doesn't matter. Find a way. I mean, this is just a game that you have to win. This is the thing with the Lions this year. We're going to lose more games. It's the NFL. Winning's fucking hard. No matter if it's the Carolina Panthers or the Kansas City Chiefs, winning games, hard. We're going to lose more games. The difference with not, not just teams of the past, but like last year's team, for instance, 2011. 2013, 2015, teams where we've been pretty good, but we're not for real good. I talked about it last week on the podcast after we beat Green Bay. Like the Lions this year, this is a for real team. This is an actual good team. This isn't uh, we got a QB who can throw it and a sick wide receiver, so we're going to steal a few games. Good team. This isn't uh, we'll sneak into the playoffs. It'll be fun. Good team. This is an actual we're built for it. We can win on the road. We can win at home. We can win against good defenses. We can win if our offense plays well. We can win if they play poorly. This is an actual good team. This is a team that is built the way they are supposed to be built at all levels of football, especially in the NFL. This is a team that is well-balanced. We don't rely on one element too much. We don't rely on one player too much. We can blitz you. We can get after you with four. We can run the ball. We can throw the ball. We can throw it to Amon Ra. We can give it to Sam Laporta. Jamison Williams is back. We can give it to him, too. This is a team that is built for sustainability, built for the long haul, and built to win games like we have this weekend against the Panthers. That's the difference between this year's team and teams of the past. You have to win games like this. That Packers game on the road last week, I know the Packers aren't great. It isn't the Packers we grew up with. But if you lose that game, not not after we jumped out to the start, but 0-0 game starts, if you lose that game at Lambeau, it's a bummer. It sucks. You probably should have won it because we are the better team. Winning in the NFL is hard. Tough game to win. Tough environment to win in. Prime time, I get it. Games like this against the 0-4, league's worth, worst rookie, fucking mini-might quarterback Carolina Panthers, these are the games that there is no excuse. <clears throat> you have to find a way. They did it against the Falcons. Same deal. Not a very good team. Not a very good quarterback. On your home turf, you just have to find a way. Offense didn't play great. The defense showed up after getting butchered by Seattle the week prior. That's a team that that's a game that good teams win. You just have to win these. Right? These games where the other like everybody in the fucking world knows who the better team is, you gotta find a way. It's a revenge game. I know people talk it might be a letdown spot. Lines are feeling good. Two in a row, beat the division rivals at Lambeau. Could be a bit of a trap game, underestimating Carolina because they're terrible. Could be a trap game. That shit doesn't exist for the real ones. Trap games don't happen to teams that are legit. You got to assert yourself. 
this is this is a no room for error. No, well, you know, we're still three and two. We underestimated them. We still won that game against the Packers. Still beat the Chiefs. Ah, it happens. Fuck that. Uh uh-uh. uh. You go out. You smash Carolina. You beat them. Whatever it takes. By one point. By a hundred points. You have to win the game. We should dominate every aspect of it. I mean, our offensive line should move these guys anywhere we want. David Montgomery should have another huge one. Jameer Gibbs should have a nice game. Jared Goff should have a nice game. I'd like to see him go without a turnover for a game. That would that would be a nice little change. That'd be a welcome improvement. Um, our defensive line should cause nightmares for Bryce Young, right? Like we tortured Jordan Love, tortured Desmond Ritter. We should put Bryce Young through an excruciating 60 minutes on Sunday. We should make him think about quitting. Like we should make him think about going back to Alabama for a grad year. It's no excuses, plain and simple. I expect us to win. I'm not nervous. I'm not worried. I have faith. And this is what I love so much about a guy like Dan Campbell from the day he was hired, right? People, you know, talking shit on him. Eh, this guy, what does he know about football? He's just a, you know, he's just a dude who, who, who talks funny and like people love him. This is what Dan Campbell, this is the beauty about him. This is Dan Campbell's expertise. You are high as balls. If you think Dan Campbell is going to let this team run out at Ford Field Sunday thinking they got this shit in the bag. Okay. You're off enough mushrooms to sedate an elephant. If you think we're going to come out flat Sunday just because we beat Green Bay. Right. You don't know your foot from your hand. If you think we're going to put up a shitter at home in front of the most fired up fans we'll have all year to this point, just because we won a game last week. This is the beauty of Dan Campbell. He's going to get these guys up. We're going to come out with our hair on fire. We're going to treat this game like it's the Kansas City Chiefs coming to town. This is going to, this is, we're going to play this fucking game like it's the Super Bowl. That's what Dan Campbell does. That's the beauty of him. Yeah, maybe he doesn't know what play to call against a cover three man. All right. Yeah, maybe he doesn't know when to dial up a blitz and when to sit back. All right, fine. He fucking knows how to get people going. He knows how to get people ready. He knows how to fire up a room full of grown men. He fucking knows how to do that, I promise you. And he's going to do it Sunday. We're going to win this game. Don't give a shit. Don't care about the trap game. Don't care about any of that. We're going to win this game. I'd like it to be dominant. You know what I mean? I'd like it to be 34 to 10. I'd like it to be we're running the ball at will. Jared Goff throws no interceptions. Laporta's running free. Amon Ra's running free. Hopefully we get J-Mo involved a bit. Jameer gets a few more touches. Aiden Hutchinson's getting after the QB. Lee McNeil's in there. Isaiah Bugs is stuff in the run. I'd like it to be a dominant performance. Emmanuel Mosley is coming back on the back end. I'd like it to be Carolina doesn't have a shred of hope from start to finish. I'd like it to be like that. I don't need it to be anything. I just need it to be a win. That's all. Ford Field is going to be lit the fuck up Sunday. The city of Detroit is going to be on fire. People are going to be expecting a victory. The players damn well better be expecting a victory. The coaching staff, I will be. We're going to come out and deliver because that's what good teams do. That's what for real, legit football teams do. That's what teams who are built our way do. Teams who are balanced. Teams who own the line of scrimmage on both sides. Teams who can run the ball. Teams who can throw the ball. Teams who can rush the passer. Teams who went out and addressed needs in free agency and now can cover receivers. That's what they do. They go out and they take care of business against the teams they're supposed to beat. 
We're still going to have some toss-ups. The Bucks next week, that'll be a tough one. In Tampa, they're 3-1. and one. Yeah, that'll be a tough game. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson's a stud. That'll be a tough game. Chargers, Herbert can make some plays. That'll be a tough game. Bears, even though they're the worst, they got field still. It's a divisional game. They want something to cheer about. It'll be a tough game. You got to take care of business against the teams you're supposed to beat. You want to be for real good. You want to be taken seriously. You want to be a contender. You want this thing to last, what is it, 12 more weeks? Take care of fucking business against teams like the Carolina Panthers. You have to do it. That's what separates us from teams of the past. Take care of business. I fucking love Detroit Lions football. I'm gassed up right now. I just fired myself up. That's all I got, baby. Go Lions. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think we got any new designs in the store. Going to put something out for the Pistons. Going to put something out for the Red Wings. When did the Pistons start? We got the new Lions design in the store. We got the MSU design in the store. We got the new Michigan design in the store. Right? If you're interested in those, go check them out. Michigan, I don't know how I didn't sell one billion of the Michigan design. I think it's the best U of M design I've ever put out. And I've had some bangers in the past. Um, I think my Lions design is an absolute gem as well, to be honest with you. Check those out, thesecondstring.com. That's all I got today. I appreciate everybody listening, sharing, supporting, all that good stuff. Go Lions. We're going to get the 4-1 because that's what good teams fucking do. Catch you guys next week.